Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Redson. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Thanks to Lou from Gamblue.com for joining us in the first hour of the show. It's just uh, me and Cam uh, right now for the remainder. So let's get, uh, we're going to get to the golf, actually. Cam's uh, come prepared. A lot of golf props and picks and everything else in between. We told you that we like, uh, we like Denny Hamlin uh, tonight, Martinsville, Denny Hamlin plus 700 uh, right now at FanDuel. That's uh, plus 700. Denny Hamlin. I think Brad Keselowski's also in the mix, plus 600. Cam's on Martin Truex. You got Truex, Cam, plus 600. Kyle Bush yep. is plus uh, 430. You know, Joey Logano's 10 to 1. I wouldn't totally scratch that. I don't, you know, you can't bet on everybody. One of these weeks, though, Jimmy Johnson's going to get there. Ryan Blaney's been knocking on the door as well, Cam. So true. Yeah. Let me just sort of fire off a couple of picks here as um, as um, as we click uh, click and play and talk, uh, so to speak. Sort of like yeah. you do during the day with, with the ponies here. Here. All right. Yeah, so they win some good outright. races. Good horse. Win outright. Race I'm going Denny Hamlin, and uh, I'm going to go uh, Brad Keselowski. I'm going to throw a little Man, more fire on the lo- fire on the uh, yeah, log on the fire with Truex. I think I, I just, just he's my guy. Oh, I just got to put a little too big of a bet here. I'll slow that. So put that a little. Down. Yeah, I've done the same. <laughs> you see my golf plays this I forgot week. Forgot it was a NASCAR It'll race. Blow. I was like, whoa, whoa! I'm not. Putting It'll blow your mind. Now if Kenny <laughs> Hamlin wins, I'm going to be like, man, I put a hundred bucks on that. I should have left it. Like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> No, that's the thing, man. Like, I'm going to have to go back and get another, uh, you know, uh, some more dough to th- throw in the old accounts, man, because I'll tell you something. I ain't, I'm not screwing around with golf this week, Gabe. Like, I got I got matchups, top tens, wins, first rounds. I, I got to find. I got to put another f- couple first-round leaders in tonight. You know what you do? You take a dog for the first round, like somebody 40 or up. You talk about it. I've had guys in the first round a lot before. It's a really good bet, and you get good value, too. It's usually usually the guys like JT and Rory and them, like they'll, they'll make their move on the weekend. They could be there, but it's good to take like a mid-tier guy and up to lead after the first round. That's what I've uh, my experience has been. All right, so let's just rattle off a couple of um... – a couple of uh, top 10 uh, finishing props right now for the Blue Emu. Hi, I'm Johnny Bench for Blue Emu. Um, you know what would be great if Bubba Wallace won tonight in the Black Lives Matter oh, car in the I Blue know. Emu race that fired him? Exactly. <laughs> They're going nuts right now because they've showed the Black Matter Lives Matter car and Blue Emu the race. Like, I bet they're just cringing right now showing this guy in the car because it's think, the main uh, story with the Confederate flag, right? Yeah, too bad, Blue Emu. <laughs> Think about all the free publicity you would have gotten tonight on, you yeah. know, with you and the sponsor with Bubba Wallace, but you fired him because he got upset about a video game. Uh, but True. nevertheless, so uh, Kyle Bush is minus 420 uh, to finish. Uh, yeah, a lot of value there. Uh, top 10. Kostowski minus 370. True X minus 370. I want to see where, like, uh, Ryan Blaney, no, no value, minus 250. No value there, minus 250. Nope. So, you know what? Can't lay that. Can't leave. That. We're just going to hope that Denny Hamlin wins the race, Cam. We're in on Denny Hamlin. Yep, that's Hammer the way I'm time. playing it too, buddy. 
I got Truex. I got Truex uh, top uh, three, and I got Truex to win the race. Very simple. Like, uh, th- that's what I played. And, uh, yeah, because of golf, uh, I got a loaded portfolio. Start getting into the win- winning manufacturer. Uh, Ford plus 125, Toyota plus 130, Chevy, not getting a lot of love, plus 290. Nope. Grid position, Blue Emu, uh, over under grid position winner, <laughs> six and a half. <laughs> Game Time Decisions Radio continues. I am Gabe Amarensi. Welcome to hour two. Real fun uh, first hour of the program. It flew by. Uh, don't forget, guys, uh, we're back. Uh, we're back in the overnight hours, so uh, we're on at um, <clears throat> midnight Pacific, midnight West Coast uh, for all you guys on the West Coast. We're on at uh, midnight. Scotty Farrell uh, is on before us. Um, you, you got Tony Bruno. You got uh, Scott Wetzel in the morning. You got a great overnight uh, and early morning uh, crew, so you can keep it uh, locked into the radio station you're listening to us on uh, right uh, now. Uh, so I am arrested. We got Cam Stewart here. Cam's got his golf bag ready. He's got more than a six pack. He's got picks, props. Uh, we're going to break it down. I'm going to throw a bunch of golfers' names uh, at Cam. He can give us uh, his opinion. Uh, but we got the Blue Emu uh, going off the board here. Blue Emu maximum pain relief, 500. Kyle Bush plus 430. Brad Koslowski right now plus 600. Martin Truex plus 600. Denny Hamlin. And I think I just moved the number. I've been pimping Denny Hamlin for the last 10, 15 minutes. It was plus 700, now plus 650. Uh, Chase Elliott, 10 to 1. Logano, 10 to 1. Harvick, 12 to 1. Blaney, 14. Boyer, 16. And I feel I need I need one little sprinkle on a long shot tonight, Cam. Boyer. And I like Boyer my guy, at 16. You're go, yeah? So yeah. My guy, I got Hamlin. Coach. I've mm-hmm. got Hamlin mm-hmm. to win. I've got Keslowski to win. Those are my two guys to win. Yep. Jimmy Johnson, 16 to 1. You know what? He's been close, man. That guy's snake bit, too. You want to talk about a guy that's got bad luck? Jimmy Johnson's it. Every race, he needs to go one more position to get into a better one. Boom, something will happen. Like, Gabe, you want to talk about a guy that's like a, a good driver that gets no breaks? It's, it's Jimmy Johnson. So, no, I got no problem with that. Maybe uh, water will find its level. He'll get a, get a break and actually, you know, crack, crack the top five for you. So we talked about um, we talked about Denny Hamlin. Uh, Denny Denny Hamlin's raced here 28 times. He's a local Virginian. It's a home track uh, for him. He really likes winning here. He's won five times out of 28 uh, attempts. We know that the Amazing. package uh, suits his car uh, right now. You know, to me, Denny Hamlin. You know, the, the number keeps coming down. I think people are starting to buy in a little bit uh, right now. And look, man, Keslowski's in the mix on any type of track. Track, cookie cutter track, you name it. Get on the grid, bring it. All right, back to live action, fellas. I am Gabriel Brenzi, kicking it with Cam Stewart. Shout out to our boy, Master Control Yang. Back to live action. Uh, yes, we indeed are. And sports are coming back to live action as well. We've got NASCAR. Uh, we've got the Charles Schwab. And we were very, very hyped about the Charles Schwab. And 
we pretty much are going to dedicate the entire, uh, like, the, the rest of the show uh, to it. We'll tie up a couple of loose ends first, but we're really going to jump in. I'll start uh, rattling off some uh, some golfers at Cam, get his take, take a look at some of the uh, the props, top fives, top tens, uh, et cetera. But saw a great tweet uh, earlier today. And, of course, uh, baseball. Uh, last night, uh, Major League Baseball players uh, put another proposal, uh, and they said, all right, listen, how about 89 games in your pass? Now they're just trolling <laughs> the owners. Like they, The owners exactly. don't want to pay you for 60, so they ain't paying you for 89. So now it's yeah. funny, though. The the players are playing the same game. They're like, look, we just offered them 89 games. We offered them 114 exactly. games. So the owners have basically almost tapped out in a sense of they're not leaking their stupid proposals anymore or they're just not going to play. I think the owners, and we knew sort of a lot of owners, really didn't want to play uh, to begin with. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to Fred Katz. Uh, Fred Katz, uh, he writes for The Athletic. Um, great uh, tweet tweet of the day uh, today. It says, hold up. Is Bobby Bonilla going to be the highest paid player in baseball this year? <laughs> That's great. That's and great. You know what? You know what? He will be. You get this, Ken. Bobby Bonilla yep. is still getting over $1.2 million a year from the New York Mets. Amazing. And will get paid no less than $1,193,248.20 every year until the year 2035. Amazing. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla, cash for life. That's how he you do it. Who played. needs to win a lottery? <laughs> he hasn't swung a bat, caught a ball, thrown anybody out yeah. since 2001, Cam. <laughs> 19 years. Oh, man, that's great. Can you believe this? That's <laughs> steal it. Oh, that's so good. I don't even know what to say. I, I, I'm flabbergasted right now. That is yeah, amazing. People forget about this. Yeah, so Bobby yep. Benilla. Bobby Benilla is a retired son. For you younger, uh, young ones out there, Bobby Benilla, former uh, outfielder, really good football, really good player. Um, Pirates, yeah. yeah, Pirates. And, yeah, after, you know, with the Mets, and, you know, he bounced around a yep. bit. He I did. have a funny Bobby Bonilla story I'll get to, though, too. But, yeah, Pirates, exactly. You think of him and Barry Bonds. So, Bobby Bonilla, retired Major League Baseball player, last played in 2001, but 20 years later is still getting paid $1.2 million a year by the New York Mets. Of course, it's the Mets. Uh, in fact, he'll get paid $1,193,248.20 a year every year until the year 2035. Um, <laughs> Unreal. He'll Unreal. be 72. He'll be still getting paid when he's 72. It's so stupid. Like, you can't, you can't even make this stuff yesterday. up. Remember we told the story wow. yesterday about like, like how these teams all got screwed in the playoffs? It was like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, the Detroit Tigers had a better record than the Yankees. They didn't even make the playoffs. Right, so yeah, weird times in baseball. So if you're wondering, of course, Bernie Madoff was involved. So how of course did that he was. He'll go well involved. Bernie Madoff, of all people, in 1999, the New York Mets wanted to get rid of Bobby Bonilla, but still owed him almost six million dollars on his contract. Instead of paying him outright, Bonilla's agent Dennis Gilbert negotiated with the team to defer payments until 2011, with an eight percent annual interest rate. Uh oh. 
Man, the Mets Brilliant. are so stupid. Bobby Bonilla's agent played them. 8%. When you calculate it all out, it turned out to be an extra $29.8 million that he got. Fantastic. That uh, seems like kind of a terrible deal for a team to pay almost five times the original amount of the contract. But here's the thing. One of the owners of the Mets, Fred Wilpon, was involved in Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme and mm. believed he was going to get huge returns from an investment that would far outweigh the eventual deferred cost of Benia's contract. Obviously, we know how uh, the Madoff scheme turned out. Everybody got ripped off and he went to jail. Uh, the Mets never got the money uh, back. Bobby Bonilla, however, is now owed $1.2 million a year until he's 72 years old. <laughs> wow, this, that's so good. Man, that's fantastic. I, 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 so, Gabe, that's yeah. like the opposite of like, <laughs> I, I would love oh, to yeah, You and I, we'd owe the Mets money until we're 72. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, Frank don't worry. Burt, I'll get a letter. Complex down. He got charged. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I got something from Vegas a long time ago that I owed some guy money. I just ripped it up. It was some like letter they're looking for some. I don't even know how my name was there. I don't know what it was. It was some lawsuit or something. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it didn't even make any sense. I just threw I just threw it in the trash. Like Probably first of all, you should be owing me money. Yeah, it was a hustle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you a set. Yeah. Give me a break. So my Bobby Benita story. So I used to be the uh, the Montreal Expos. Um, Used to cover the expos, and I was like the post game show host, and I did the uh, the show at the stadium, so it was real cool. So like I did the show like after the game, and where they did the uh, the play by play. So I was always in a press box, I'd hang around, and you know at the the batting cage, etc. And I used to interview players all the time. I'd tape it before the game, and it aired on my show and stuff. Right, we're yeah. with Bobby Benilla, hey, we're with you know Bobby Valentine, and uh, etc. So. I interviewed the Mets, and I got along with uh, Bobby Valentine. And, you know, the Mets were really uptight in those days, too, man. Like, Mike Piazza was in a bad mood. Bobby Valentine was about to get fired again type thing or for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, it was just sort of a hostile environment. It was like Tom Glavin, Benia. Remember, they were paying all these guys a ton of money, but they weren't very good. They were sort of just average. It wasn't a fun clubhouse to be in. So... Whatever, I interviewed Benia, and, you know, he's cool. Nice enough guy in real life and stuff. He's very big in real life. The guy's, like, massive. Oh, he's so, a monster. Uh, yeah, he looks like yeah, yeah, big, big dude. So I interviewed a guy. So, anyways, later on that night, this is, like, 20 years ago, guys. Not 20. No, this would be, uh, excuse me, it was 17 years ago, six, 16 years ago. Um, uh, whenever, you know, whenever, uh, I guess 18 years ago, Literally 2002, 2001. They're saying he hasn't played since 2001, but uh, he was just hurt. He was still there. Um, so, anyways, I told you the story, Kevin, with like Carl Everett. So basically, oh, yeah, crazy. There's like a local strip club near this restaurant that like sells like beer and booze all night and stuff. Old school after hours restaurant. So a lot of baseball teams would go eat after. And basically, instead of, like, it would look like a cup of coffee, but it would really be, like, whatever you wanted. It was, like, most his last kid. And everyone would say, I'll take like a it. coffee, please. It was really, like, yeah, give me a vodka and, you know, whatever. So everyone was in coffee cups. So a lot of athletes would go there all the time. And I walk in, and I'm minding my own business, too. Like, I don't care about these guys. So I walk in. I'm just picking up some beer and a pizza at, like, 4 in the morning cam, you know? <laughs> yep. Why not? I was younger. I partied more in those days. So I roll in. And a bunch of Met players are there. And I look over, and it's Bobby Bonilla. And Bobby goes, hey. I go, hey, Bobby. I say, and 
I said, hey, if you're, he goes, hey, hey, how you doing? He starts laughing. He goes, hey, small world. Oh, he goes, you come here. You know, it's a little quick small talk for a second. I made the big mistake of making eye contact with Carl Everett. Yeah, and uh, I didn't even say anything. Like, I didn't cause trouble. I'm telling you. Like, I would admit, oh, yeah, I mouthed up. No, 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 no. I did not say a word. I said, hey, guys, you enjoying, uh, you enjoying Montreal? Made eye contact with Carl Everett. I got he, right away, man. What the F are you looking at? You want a piece of me? He goes, you want some? Uh, I'm like, I, you know what I mean? And I didn't say a word. I did not say a word to him. And, and um, like, he gets up type thing. Like, you know, the table, like, moves and the chairs mm -hmm. and everything. And uh, Bobby Benia saved me. Bobby Benia said, yo, yo, Carl, chill out, chill out, man. And he looked at me like, go, go. <laughs> you got to go. Yeah. And like Everett's nuts. You know. And, of course, yeah, Carl, Carl Everett's nuts. And, of course, he gets traded at the Expos like three months later. And my, one of the first <laughs> things, they go interview Carl Everett. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, this is going to go great. Like, so I'm, in, I'm like, hey, Carl, didn't remember me. Oh, of course, yeah. get on the grid. Guys, Cam Stewart, your sports producer and betting update. You want that tapping edge? Get on the grid. The NFL and NFLPA discussing the possibility of a shortened preseason due to COVID-19. Executives from many teams in the league believe the exhibition slate will be cut in half from four to two games. Under the new format, medical experts would have more time to get game day protocols in check, equipment handling, locker room setups, and more. The NFL also on track to a three-game preseason in 2021 when the new CBA takes effect. Carolina Panthers, they've relocated a statue of founder and owner Jerry Richardson today. Richardson was president. Uh, pressured into selling the Panthers after he was accused of using racial slurs and also sexually harassing female employees. Major League Soccer confirming today it will indeed return on July 8th with 26 clubs involved in a 54-match tournament at Disney World in Florida. The tournament will end August 11, at which point the regular season will resume. All the group stage matches from the tournament, they count for points in the 2020 standings. During the group stage, there'll be three matches played per game. We got 9 a.m. starts, 8 p.m. and 10.30. NASCAR, they've officially banned the Confederate flag from all futures events, and uh, or the organization announced that today. Bubba Wallace will debut the number 43 Black Lives Matter car. They're just getting underway right now in Martinsville as we speak. In an effort to make law enforcement more accountable in the U.S. Players Coalition, they've gathered 1,400 signatures from current and retired athletes supporting a bill to end qualified immunity. That means it's a legal doctrine that makes it difficult to take legal action against police officers and government officials, and they want to change that. A number of high-profile athletes have signed it. We got Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Alex Bregman, CeCe Sabathia, Steve Kerr, and Greg Popovich, among others. Longtime sports broadcaster Kevin Harlan says he and his on-air partners will not be going to Orlando when games resume July 31st in the NBA. The TNT crew will be calling the action from Atlanta. Great new for golf fans here. The PGA Tour passed its first test uh, with flying colors. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan revealed every caddy and player for participating in Thursday's Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial tested negative for COVID-19. Not one case. The 148-man field and caddies had to take their nasal swab before gaining entry to the grounds at Colonial. Rory McIlroy, the betting favorite at FanDuel, 8-1. to They tee off tomorrow morning. The PGA Tour of America also announcing today the U.S. Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker will get two additional captain's picks for 2020. Boxing promoter Eddie Hearn has announced rival British heavyweights Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury have agreed on a two-fight deal, according to Sky Sports. 
Fury is reigning. He's the WC heavyweight champ, while Joshua holds the IBF, WBA, and WBO belts. Roger Federer, he's going to be out of competitive tennis until the start of 2021 because of a setback in his recovery from night right knee surgery. The 38-year-old is a 20-time Grand Slam champion. And uh, record 19 winners, Bayern Munich, they're off to the DPF Poco final after a 2-1 victory over Eintracht Frankfurt today. They will face Bayern Leverkusen for the title championship. And hey, Mick Ozzie, our buddy, Ozzie Rules Football is coming back too. It's on the betting board. It's going to be Richmond taking on Collingwood, guys. You got to get her up early for this one. 5.50 a.m. Eastern time. This match gets going right now. Richmond, they are minus eight and a half and minus 162 on the money line there. So hey, I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid update, everybody. Remember to follow us on the Sports Grid Network. It's the place to be. Now back to host Gabe Morenci on GTD. Get on the grid, everybody, if you know what's good for you. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi throwing it down with uh, the raging redhead. Cam Stewart Sports uh, are back, uh, and one-by-one um, one soccer leagues are set to resume uh, play. Uh, we got some MLS uh, news. As uh, MLS, I really like this format that they're actually doing. Me too. Um, it's a tournament, World Cup style, Cam. Real cool. They're going to have groups, and they're going to move forward, and every if you're a fan everyone has um everybody has a a stake in this anything can happen it's it's not a long time away it's less than a month away right now it's basically you know and it's funny because i just saw a guy in the vancouver whitecaps i was talking about and um i felt like i had to say something i'm in an ele- i'm in the elevator with the guy and uh yeah, he just out in like hey how you doing cab yeah. yeah so uh, right or no, going, casually, what, what else did you say when are you going? No, Where I, are you, uh, when are you leaving? I didn't even say how you doing. I just casually looked at him. I said, when do you leave for Orlando? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, very, he said, very, oh, very soon. Said, like, yeah. He said, uh, we hope to go July 1st. So just working mm-hmm. out the, uh, the, uh, the quarantine stuff. And uh, he said, well, we should be leaving July 1st. I said, all right, I got breaking news. I went to Twitter uh, after. So, yeah, MLS is going to be coming back. Uh, which is cool, just another sport to, to be betting on. Uh, but we've got the uh, the Charles Schwab, uh, which is a really, yes. uh, you know, really, really stacked uh, stacked uh, field. We've teased uh, the picks uh, for this, so let's get some updated numbers, and then uh, we'll jump in uh, here and start uh, breaking it down. Rory is the favorite at plus 800. John Rahm. Listen, Rory, we saw Rory. Rory said he hadn't played much golf during the pandemic and during the shutdown camp. But um, he uh, but he right. played extremely well in that charity mm-hmm. skins game. He played well. Not not really any value in a plus eight hundred. I don't really hear a lot of people liking him. I guess it's because of the numbers right now. Here's the thing, Rory McIlroy. I don't care what you say. He is the best driver of the golf ball by by far. Like he hits it um country mile. But when you're talking about Colonial. You got to hit fairways. So you will be penalized. So it doesn't matter if Rory hits it, you know, 310 in the air and he gets caught up in some rough. That's going to be difficult. One thing about Rory McElroy, too, that he's working on, Gabe, his weakness was a short game and it specifically wedges. He uh, inside 130, 140, like he had to be much better. The PGA Tour average was around 8.9 feet and he was leaving it to like 15, 16 feet. It wasn't good enough. He's been a lot better. I'll give him credit for that. But this is a tournament we're coming back from. I don't know what he's done, where he's been, you know, what's going on. We saw him in that match with Dustin Johnson against Wolf and Fowler. He did look good, but at 8-1, to one, 
uh, with this much time off, and it's still a real tournament, not a skins game. So I'm going to have to pass on Rory McIlroy. I think, hey, would it surprise us if he won the tournament? No. But that, at that odds, we're getting guys at significantly better odds that I think have just a, as good of a chance to win the golf tournament. All right. Um, I want to talk uh, – we'll get to a couple of props. We'll go through these golfers, then we'll get to the props because I see a couple of – I'm ready to pull the trigger on uh, here. John Rahm, though, 12-1. to 1. John Rahm seems to be one of the trendier picks uh, this week. A lot of people like uh, John Rahm. 12 to 1, is it enough value for you, uh, for, for Rom? No, it's not, Gabe. Uh, you know what? I, and uh, we went to the, you know, the Daily Roto Optimizer. It likes Rom better than Rory. Uh, 12 to 1 on FanDuel. Listen, John Rom is a world class player, but, you know, that's people are talking about him like, yeah, like he's, he's the top pick in the tournament. I get it. I don't know what John Rom's done, I haven't seen him golf. He was uh, interviewed during the, you know, the Skins game format and stuff, and he says he's working on his game. I don't know. Guy's uh, recently married a while ago. He's he's got a life. I I don't know how much he's working on. You know, hitting the driving range. He lives a pretty good life, John Rom. He he's a top top five and ten machine. He's got a lot of money. I don't know how much he's working on his game. These guys will eventually get back into it. But at twelve to one, Marenzi, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to pass. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I'll talk to you about some other guys too, but. I just don't think that's the way to go in this tournament with these guys. I think this sets up for Colonial 2. It's not a long course. It'll bring a lot of mid-shots and long-shot guys into the tournament. You can't just be like DJ and Rory and, you know, overpower the golf course if you're not straight. It doesn't matter. Guys who are short short ball hitters are going to be going into greens with uh, small clubs too. So you know what? The advantage of the big, big guys, Rom, Rory, all those guys, it's nullified. Lots of guys can win. Justin Thomas is 16 to 1. Any interest in yeah. Justin Thomas? No, a lot of people I respect uh, in the golfing betting community like Justin Thomas. I'm I'm going to look in a different direction. Would it surprise me if he's there? No. Uh I don't know, you know, he was a commentator for uh, the the Phil Tiger uh, match there with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I know he did a pretty good job. Uh, Justin Thomas, he's great. He's a great golfer. He hits it an absolute country mile. He's got a good short game. He's a, he's a complete player. At 16 to 1, though, I just can't uh, be buying in at these prices with these guys. It's such a strong field. There's so many guys that I like, and uh, I'm digging a little bit deeper, buddy. But hey, Justin Thomas, if you like him at 16 to 1, bet him. I just won't be. All right. So, Bryson DeChambeau, it's easy to forget mm. because it feels like the shutdown you know, was just so long ago. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Cam, DeChambeau was playing some really good golf. Um, Damn right he, he, was. he really was playing some good golf and you know the guy has in the last uh, the last five tournaments that he's been in he's got uh, four uh, four top tens so he's been very it's very insane. consistent yeah he's been very very consistent his game plays well for this course 22 to 1 yeah, it's it's enough FanDuel's got 22 to 1 right now that's enough to interest me uh do you think that Bryson DeChambeau can literally win this tournament I do, Gabe, and that's probably where I'd start betting. I'm going with a guy in the similar range, and I bet DeChambeau earlier uh, at, at the, a good number, and I'm going to say I, I totally believe a top 10, top 10, top 5, top 10. Can he win? Definitely. This is also a guy that, you know, he's a different type of cat. He works on his game all the time. All the clubs are the same length. They call him the scientist out there. I have a feeling Bryson DeChambeau is the type of guy, Gabe, not to go out, hit, you know, get drunk during a COVID-19. He's the type of guy to go out and go, how do I get even better? How do I beat Rory more? How do I become? He, he has fire in his belly. That's the one thing about this guy. 
and know who he, he wanted to talk to and get his ear is Tiger Woods. Like Tiger Woods and DeChambeau are, are kind of boys. They like each other. And DeChambeau went up to Tiger's like, listen, buddy, you know how to win. You don't want to put your foot on a guy's throat. And that's what I needed my type of game. So at that price and the way he's playing right now, coming back in the middle of a pandemic at that price, I like DeChambeau over the other guys. I said, I got no problem with that pick. Morency put it in at 22 to one. That's a great uh, odds for a guy that will play very, very well. This court will suit his game perfectly. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to play him uh, to be a top 10 for the last five tournaments he's been in. He's been in the top 10. I'm getting it a plus 280. Yep. Excellent price. Plus, plus two. Excellent yeah, I know price. it's a good field, but yeah, yeah it's mm -hmm. a pretty good price. Uh, yeah, exactly. Very, very Great price. Uh, good price. All right, uh, so we're talking about uh, DeChambeau. We move into Brooks Kepka. I see some people, and I saw some tweets out there saying, wow, you're getting Brooks Kepka 25 to 1. I'll tell I you what. I don't care. Golf, golf odds makers are as sharp as they come, guys. And yeah, FanDuel, right. you know, they know how good Brooks Kepka is, but there's a reason why he's 25 to 1. He's not on his A game right now. He only cares about majors. He hasn't been playing at all. And, um, and, the guy had uh, he was injured, Cam. Scott, yeah. I don't know what is he yeah, got. He's like, got a lot of injuries, L injuries, and like type thing. Yep. His knee, his knee's not a hundred percent. He's not gripping it and ripping it or anything like that right now, guys. Like he's, you know, Kepka's not showing up to win. Like you know, what I mean, I don't think he's going to accidentally win either. He's either all in or he doesn't care. And it seems to me he's just here to get in shape, sort of thing. Excellent point. I think Brooks Kepka is going to try to tune his body towards uh, the major. Uh, I think the first couple tournaments, he'd be fade material, in my opinion. Here's the thing, Gabe. You know it. What, what do golfers hate more than anything? Knee injury with torque, back injury. Talk to Fred Couples and the late, great Payne Stewart, other guys like that. You know, once you got a, once you got a back problem, you, you got big problems. Brooks Kepka is also built like a football player. A lot of moving parts there, and he hits it a mile. So he's dealing with a lot of injuries. He's a guy that I would kind of stay away from for two or three weeks, fellas, and then we'll see what he can do. Can he be there? Sure. Maybe he maybe he's ready to go and motivated because he hasn't played great golf. But you're, you said it, Marenzi. Why is he not 16 to 1 with Justin Thomas? Because the books know this guy's got his B game right now. And in this field, the B game might not be good enough. I'm actually fading him in a couple matchup bets, and I'm getting guys against him at plus money. So Brooks Kepka is a guy I will not be taking this week, and I'll be betting against him. Well, the next guy uh, in line here is the same odds, but I think he's got a much better chance of winning. And I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Samson. Oh, Simpson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson. 25 uh, to 1. And you know, I didn't, you know, the guy, this guy really plays well on this course, Ken. I mean, I'm gonna uh, tell you something, he's got Dave. two top fives in the last three times here. Yep. It's probably my favorite pick. Yeah, I love your DeChambeau pick. And yeah, in the six-pack DeChambeau and Webb Simpson. Simpson, yep, he's going to be there. And I'll tell you something, not just that. You guys want statistics, not just field to back it up. Webb Simpson is first on the PGA Tour in par four scoring. That is absolutely huge. What it's going to take at Colonial. What does he do? Hits it straight, puts it in play, makes putts. Ding, ding, ding. You know, he's not going to wow you like Rory McIlroy, but he's a plotter. He goes about his business and he does it well. You think the books put him at 25 to 1? They're, they're scared. They know Webb Simpson's the real deal. And I'll tell you, Marenzi, I love the DeChambeau pick and I love the Webb Simpson pick anymore. He is in, I'm allowed five golfers, total money, uh, with Vince in our super duper pool to win 10 grand that we're in. And Webb Simpson made the cut. He is on my team. I like him to win this tournament. He is being bet. The super duper pool. 
<laughs> super duper. I love to win tag. It's a big pool. Not just super, super but duper. it's a super, super duper. Super duper. Yes, it is. Uh, Dustin Johnson, you normally don't get DJ at 20, 28 to 1, but same thing. The odds makers, what do they know? They obviously know that DJ's not a threat because they wouldn't be posting this guy at 28 to 1. Patrick Reed's 28 to 1. Jordan Spieth. We'll get Cam's take on Jordan Spieth on the other side. We're going to take a break in a couple of seconds uh, here. It's hard to have a lot of confidence in Spieth, but at the same point in time, this is one of the courses he grew up playing. This is in his backyard. Um, He has played well here. And in fact, last time they were here, he was playing real well. More uh, Schwab on the other side. All right, back to live action, uh, fellas. Game time decisions uh, continues. I am Renzi. We're kicking it with Cam Stewart. Uh, we're on the links uh, right now. We're talking about the Charles Schwab uh, going through the numbers. We'll get to some more props. Uh, we talked about that finishing position of uh, Bryson DeChambeau at uh, plus 280. And I'll tell you what, if I think Webb Simpson can win uh, this uh, this tournament, then why the hell would I not play uh, him as well? We're going to get some nice odds for, uh, for uh, Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson? To uh, to finish in the top ten, plus two fifty. That's amazing. Plus two fifty. Yeah, it made bad. the it made my betting card. Yeah, oh yeah, buddy. I'm gonna rock top ten so hard, like you don't even know what's gonna hit them. I'm just gonna be slap, 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 top ten, ding, 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 jab. Here we go, uh, uppercut, what about jab, this one, jab. Man? Here we go. Yep. What about this one? Top ten. Harris English. Well, I see. I know you've been talking. No, Marenzi, see, this is what this is what I know about you. When you hear my microwave and I got a pork chop or a sandwich, and I can tell you've been talking to some people I know. Harris English has a track, no, great track record at this anybody. course. No, I talking, okay, yeah, I you're, right. I, you're right. You're right. I was talking to some people uh, that you know. Well, while you were cooking your pork chops, I was talking to Yang, but Yang's not giving me any golf tips. <laughs> so during the commercial God, break, no. yeah, he might sell you Yang, a scooter if you need one in the. Yeah, Yang was celebrating a win already. Like basically, like where he's like, "All right, great, great oh, stuff, buddy." It's like we're yeah, only in the seventh yeah. inning now. We're not in the ninth. Yeah, he's got confidence. We're not there yet. Yeah, the old back to live action, fellas. Like you can hear it in his voice. Yeah, like he's proud of what he's doing right now. Like he's shutting guys down. He feels good. I've got confidence that Webb Simpson's going to be in a top ten, plus two fifty. Love the pick. I think Webb Simpson. You're right. If you're going to take him to win, this is the thing, guys. Uh, one guy wins a golf tournament. Do you want to be sitting there on Sunday like I've done in years past with misery watching a guy piss away a three-shot lead with four holes left and then staring at a TV or a, or a wall for a while or throwing a converter into a wall? I don't want to be that guy anymore. So I know it's going to cost money. you got to spread it around. So if you like guys to win, I think you got to top 10 them. Top, you know, if your book has top five, top six, sure. But Webb Simpson at plus 250, Gabe, I think that's an extre- like extremely good price for a guy that I think is definitely going to be, you know, on the final page of, page of the leaderboard on Sunday. I love it. All right. So uh, who, else, uh, who else are you looking at? And I wanted to get your thoughts on Jordan Spieth. As uh, we were talking yeah. about uh, Spieth and uh, the fact that uh, Spieth, 
Spieth uh, has grown, grown up playing here. He's played extremely well here in the past. Very, very consistent. And in fact, in um, seven starts uh, here at Colonial, he's never finished worse than uh, top 15. So That's amazing. Obviously, obviously, there's something to it. He knows this course. He likes this course. Where, where's his game at right now? We don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, Ken, maybe thing. this pandemic helps him. Maybe this, maybe this lay, think, little layoff helps him, though. I don't think it could hurt him anymore. I'll tell you one thing. It's going to help a couple guys. And Spieth's one of those guys. I'll give you a couple guys that it's going to help. He's he's guy number one. First of all, as for your Harris English pick, Gabe, yes, great track record there. I'd probably try for a top 10. I'm not sure if he's going to win, but he could linger. Uh, Jordan exactly. Spieth, Texas... Texas Longhorn, he knows the course inside out like the back of his hand. You said it. He's got a great course history here. And I'll tell you, I think the I'm not going to jump in, and I hope I don't regret it, but in a couple of tournaments, maybe he will get it together. I'm going to watch him closely. And for all you golf betters out there, this is what you have to do. I'm going to watch every stroke of every day, like every day of the tournament. And if Jordan Speed starts to show me something, this is a guy that's going to get it together. The pandemic might have helped him. He's embarrassed. As part of the get-along gang, how do you think he feels right now? Justin Thomas is a major winner. Ricky Fowler's playing better. Yep. All these guys. Like, he used to He used to be the guy in the gang where they're like, hey, Jordan, you know, you won the Masters. You're the best. Now he's like, can I still be a part of the gang when they want, like, Matthew Wolf and uh, Morikawa and other guys are, like, knocking on the door to join the get-along gang. So I'll tell you something. He's got a lot to prove right and, now. And, Ken, and, yep. and you know, like, we yep. talk about how well he's played here. In 2016, he won. All right. Mm -hmm. He won and was runner up two other years. So in three years, he won once, was runner up another two other times. And, you know, as when we talk about the his knowledge of this course, it'll be interesting to see, you know, is there enough value with him? That that's the question. Are you willing to roll the dice on some props uh with with Spieth? You know, it's amazing how times change, isn't it, man? Um now you're getting Jordan Spieth plus 900 to be top five. He used to be plus 900 to win the Masters. Now he's top yeah. 900, uh, you know, top five, like in, in just a normal tournament uh, right now. But I guess you're, you're going to take a wait-and-see approach with Spieth, huh? I, I think I have to because I have too much invested. Say I go in with Spieth and he doesn't get it done. It's like, you know, I'm taking a shot on a couple other guys. But I'll give you I'll, – I'll, I'll say this, Marenzi, and people know – I think the pandemic is actually, this is the one thing that helped Jordan Spieth. It's a reset button. He he has his friends that are successful. I think he really, really craves being a good player again. I know, I know for a fact he'll put in the work. And there's another guy that's like that too. Kevin Kisner is a guy that used to be very, very solid on top of leaderboards he slipped a bit and I, i've heard interviews on golf channel this guy's chomping at the bit he wants to he wants to get back and he wants to be part of the big boys again so spieth and him are guys that i think are going to be a lot better i'm going to take a wait and see approach with spieth though because i got too much invested in other guys and we were talking about um so who's this going to help who's who's it going to hurt and I know. I'm listen. I'm not the. I'm not like a uh, golf geek, uh, so to speak. I yeah, we're not a it. shrink. My picks. Mm -hmm. My picks are surprisingly not terrible, actually. Especially DFS golf. I don't know. Like, uh, I just sort of look at it from a betting standpoint more so than other things. Uh, but we were talking about Ricky playing all the time. Well, I want to get to Ricky Fowler too. Uh, but Bryson DeChambeau, I guess, has been pretty legendary uh, during the pandemic for his videos and. Basically, sleeping with golf clubs. Like the guy, any video he does, DeChambeau has been playing all the time, bro. 
all the time. This guy he might be have a big uh, big summer ahead, DeChambeau, and it might start this week. I'm starting to like him. Him and Webb Simpson. I'm really feeling those two right now. 22 to 1 and 25 to 1. Yep, both both make uh, my betting card. I think it's uh, and I agree. And as I said before, Gabe, you know, when Tiger Woods seeks you out, that's special. DeChambeau's got that uh, thing that a lot of guys don't have. Some people do things for the love of money. DeChambeau plays golf because he wants to be Tiger Woods. He wants to win majors. He wants to beat people, and he has a competitive attitude. He's also been teased. You know, oh, he's the guy, the scientist. He plays all with the same uh, uh, length of clubs. Well, the guy's winning golf tournaments, so everyone can shut up. You know, it, it, there's many different ways to get to the finish line. It's some, sometimes, you know, look at Jim Furyk's swing. He's made a lot of money in his career, so you can do things different ways. DeChambeau gets Tiger's love. He is a workhorse. He's a guy that's going to continue to continue. He's going to evolve. And I'm going to tell you, I love this guy, too. I agree. I think he's like one of golf's futures. Like everyone talks about, you know, the Ricky and all these other guys. Watch out for DeChambeau. This, he's a special player. All right. So um, we'll get to Ricky Fowler in a sec. We've got to give a shout-out to our main man, King Ganja, in, in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, tuning yeah. in right now. Uh, he likes Tony Finau. Your take on Tony wow. Finau? I didn't, t- I didn't even really look at Tony Finau, King Ganja. It's just one of those guys. It's like Tony Finau could be there. Um, here's the th- thing. I like Tony Finau personally. Till he wins a golf tournament, I have a real hard problem taking him to win. To top 10, sure. You know, if you want to sprinkle him in. Tony Finau has been in many positions to win tournaments, but he just can't seem to close the door. Golf's a hard – Gabe, you know, it's a stressful thing. Coming in on Sunday, you look at the leaderboard, you start to shake, you get nervous. Some guys handle it better. Tony, one of those guys, for him to win, I almost think he has to come like a horse from off the pace to win. You know, post a low number and get it done because I find himself when he's a front runner, things don't get uh, – he doesn't do very well, King Ganja. Top 10 for, for me, but I'm not betting on Tony Finau this week. Yeah, that's sort of my deal with uh, with Ricky Fowler. And it's funny because normally I'm very mm-hmm. anti-Ricky. I always laugh and I'm like, oh, I can't believe people are liking Ricky so much. But Ricky normally isn't 35 to 1. Uh, that's like true. He is. And, and he's been working you know, on his game. They, he's been busy. Yeah, no, and I like the way he played. I, you know, exactly. I like, I think there's, I like, uh, I think there's money to be made with Ricky um, this year. But with that being stated, it's hard. He just doesn't win enough. Right? So, I think Ricky, though, if it's 35 to 1, we're going to get a nice number here for, uh, for top 10 here for, uh, for Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, top 10. Ricky, don't you lose that number. That number. Uh, It'll probably be about plus 400, maybe. What do you think? 380? Sunjai M is plus, plus 340. Yep. This is the longest you've ever gone without talking about uh, uh, Mor- uh, Morikawa. Don't worry, he's next on my list. Just ask. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love more. I'm all in. I'm all in on him and Morikawa, buddy. Those are my ho- those are my horses from off the pace this week. Right. Guys that are Fowler getting plus three eighty. God, yeah, good, well, I just did. That was off the top of my head too. I say you're gonna be plus three eighty. Sure. You're picking NBA. You're sure. picking NBA dates and nailing it, and I'm nailing top tens. Hey, we, this is not our first rodeo, buddy. Sunjay M is like yeah, Morancy. Yeah, he's at. He's at a new hotel every day. He is working on his game. This guy doesn't take a break, Gabe. It's like you. I go, hey, Gabe, why don't you take a holiday? So I am like, screw holidays. I just want to make money and play golf. This guy during the pandemic has probably played every single damn course that was open. He is the hottest player going into it. That's what I worry about. But I think he's a machine. So I'm going to take Sunjayam at 35 to 1. I think he's a guy that I, I still don't think he gets enough respect. If I was a sports book, I would have made Sunjayam probably around 25, 28, not 35. 
Sanjay M is the real deal, and he's won. He's got confidence. All right, so we got a couple of minutes. Um, I think we got a couple of minutes before the break. So let's get into your six pack and uh, and extras. Six pack and extras. People are asking us about the AFL. Uh, yeah, I got an AFL. I like Richmond, uh, but I like Richmond. I'm not going to lay the points. I'm just going to play the money line minus one sixty two. Richmond Tigers yep. to beat uh, Collingwood. Uh, that's at five uh, fifty in the morning. So yeah, overnight, yeah, when you yeah. wake up in the morning, exactly five fifty uh, a.m. Uh, Eastern time. It's actually uh, two thirty for, for me. You. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's, you yeah, know, it's, it's not too you, bad. Actually. Yeah. See, the West yeah, Coast is already paying dividends for you. Yeah. Yeah. You finish yeah. your night show. You get before bagels and beets with Wetzel. You put in your uh, Australian rules football bet. See, coming together, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Wetzel's gonna have a big bet on this Aussie football game. I'm, I'm so sure he is. <laughs> Aussie, what? Oh, they don't uh, play football there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What are they? What are the rules? So, uh, what's what's your six pack? Gabe, okay, but we're gonna go start things off with uh, two guys that you love, Bryson DeChambeau at twenty-two to one. Uh, then next, uh, I told you, I think he can win. Webb Simpson at twenty-five to one, guys. I absolutely think this guy's the horse for the course. I think it's fantastic. I just mentioned uh, pick number three out of the six pack of beers is Sunjay M. Hottest player before the pandemic. I think he's still going to work on his game, and this kid's special. He's just every single week he's going to be among the leaders, and he has a chance to win, and he has one, and now he has confidence, 35-1. to 1. Colin Morikawa, he has one win on tour. I think we get, get a really nice number at FanDuel, 45-1. to 1. I think Morikawa can win this tournament. I worry sometimes because he just he has that one bad round. He's one of those kids. He's so damn good. Yeah. And sometimes he just, the wheels fall off and it drives me nuts because I have Morikawa. I used to get him at 80 to one and stuff. And he was like finishing top 10, but 45 to one for Colin Morikawa. And guys, if you're looking for two bombs that I'm going to play right now, I'm going to play Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger, you know, Florida State Seminole. I think he's been pr practicing a lot. He's on the next tier. He doesn't get the respect that the other guys do. But what does Daniel Berger do well? He he strikes the ball well. He does everything. Like this is a, Colonial is a good course for him because he's not a powerful hitter, but he'll keep it in play. He has a good iron game, and if he and if his putter's on, he'll be on the leaderboard come Sunday. He is sixty six to one on Fanduel, and I'm going with uh, one of my buddies, uh, the Georgia Bulldog. He wants to make a comeback, Gabe, our boy. Kevin Kisner at 70 to 1. I'm going to play him as well and uh, some top 10s with Kiz. I think he's going to really have a nice summer. He wants to get back to being an upper echelon player. So, you know what? We talk about sports uh, coming back and things getting uh, back to normal. Think about this, Ken. Tomorrow, we're going to be on live during the golf. It'll be live awesome. reactions and uh, yeah, live rage. Rage. So uh, we are now 70 laps in uh, to the race. So we know that basically nothing's really going to change from the standings right now uh, in between uh, lap 70 and lap 500 in a NASCAR race. Uh, it's, it's set in stone. Uh, Joey Logano is actually leading. Uh, we got Logano in first, Boyer in second, Chase Elliott riding third, William Byron always in the mix. Byron is in fourth, Kevin Harvick in fifth. 
Um, but this is what's unbelievable. And of course, uh, Denny Hamlin, Morenci says, yeah, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's already a lap down, which Why? is almost like impossible on a short track. And he's not the only one. It's just been a crazy race. So get this. So a lap down right now. Suarez, Hamlin, Kenseth, Almarola, Sorensen, Custer, Ty Dillon, Brad Keselowski. Oh, great. So the two guys have. Wow. The two guys have. <laughs> I don't Kyle even know Bush. what to say. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, Kyle wow. Bush. Brad Keselowski, Kyle Bush, Matt Kenseth, Ryan Blamey, Ryan Blaney, Eric Almarola, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman. Uh, JHN and Cole Custer are all a lap down after uh, less than uh, 50 laps. Well, we got a crazy race going on in Martinsville, but it's going to be a long night, so we're going to hope for the best. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. It's a long night. You got your night show there, Gabe, and then you got Australian Rules football. Then I'm going to wake up with the golf. It's going to be a good day tomorrow. Don't worry about this. Everything's going to turn around. Top 10s. Let's do this thing. You got Webb Simpson. I got Webb Simpson. Plus 250. Sunjay M plus 340. What do we got? Colin Morikawa plus 380. You like a little Xander Shifley at plus 430. Why not? And uh, two Kisner plus 750. And my boy, what didn't I put in the microwave today? A burger. Daniel Berger plus 650. I had a pork chop. What do you got, Marenzi, for the golf, buddy? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, DeChambeau and Webb Simpson both to win. And both um, both top 10, plus 250 and plus 280. And for you AFL uh, fans out there, take the Richmond Tigers on the money line. We'll catch you in the overnight hours tonight. Other than that, you're on your own. May the winners be yours.